Guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity up in you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and today we are talking about the group project. <laughs> um, you know, back in school, getting in groups, you had a group project, and everybody had a different dynamic. Like there was an archetype. The funny thing about group projects is it kind of told you a lot about each individual, right? There were some people that were willing to be a part of the team. Other people felt the need to do everything. And then there were people who did nothing but got all the credit for what was done by everyone else. Now, fast forward to just life, right? And how you exist in some relationships. When we talk about one-sided relationships, lopsided relationships, your relationships are a group project. And sometimes we may need to recognize what's being delegated to who and who is uh, doing everything and who's not doing much of anything. All right. So if you're driving, seatbelt. Yes. If you're at home, seatbelt, buckle up and get ready to be honest with yourself and uh, get some water. And we're going to get into this. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot, so we're going to talk about it. All right. Stay tuned. doing how's everything how's your heart space how's your head space what's the tea um yeah just how are you doing really think about that for a second ask yourself how am i right now take a deep breath you know it's funny i woke up uh lately i've been waking up at like four o'clock and for the life of me, I don't know why, but I wake up with my mind already going, right? And it's not four o'clock right now while I'm recording this, but <laughs> I was up at four and, you know, I've been thinking about projects, right? Thinking about like literal projects, but also relationships. And I was talking to one of my clients earlier this week. And we were, we were kind of conversing the idea of like, you know, if you were the type of person that always did everything in the past, right, you just made sure you did everything because you couldn't necessarily rely on other people or the people that you were around were not reliable. So therefore you just decided, Hey, I'll do this myself because <laughs> one, I'm going to do this right. Or I'm going to do it the way that I want. But also I recognize that other people may not show up for me. So I've been led to believe that my needs were not important enough for people to show up for. And I had this angst or I have this angst to constantly overcompensate or do it all to keep everybody else happy at the expense of myself. And 
you know, essence, I'm happy or I am satisfied because the work got done. But overall, it requires more effort of me and little to no effort of another person. And, you know, I'm, I'm jumping back and forth in thought, but um, I try to think of who I was in projects when, when it came to group projects. I was a team player, right? I was a team player. But truth be told, a lot of times I really did like working on my own. Um, I really did. And the reason why is because in my head it was just easier, you know, um, easier in the sense that it, it I didn't have to wait or wonder if other people were going to show up or like, you know, deal with certain dynamics of other people who maybe did what they wanted to do or just didn't just didn't produce. And that's that happened to me in college. I remember there was one project where one person just did not show up at all. And then when it came time to present the day of our presentation, they showed up and they were kind of looking at us like, hey, what am I supposed to do? Whatever the case may be. And it, it, it infuriated me because I was like, are you serious? You know? Are you serious? The day of you're here and now you wanna you want you you wanna do what you need to do to to perform. Like it's performative, right? Um you wanna show up today and you wanna show up right now because you know that now your your integrity, you know that your your the perception of who you are, your image is now on the line. So now you wanna present, right? Now you wanna perform. And I've noticed that in relationships too, right? People don't want to perform or show up until they recognize that there's something on the line, right? Now that there's an element of something being compromised, AKA their image, how they're perceived, the relationship that they have with you and not because of the relationship itself, but what benefits they get from the relationship, right? Oh, I'm worried that you're not gonna like me anymore, so now let me do my job for now to be perceived as someone that's likable versus somebody who's been supportive this entire time, right? Some people check in to see how you're doing. Other people check in to make sure they just still have access. And if you're the type of person, you know, that dynamic of being the person that does everything, it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to do this because, well, I don't trust other people. Well, that's an opportunity for you to kind of take a step back, right? If you have a hard time trusting people, sometimes you got to trust people to do what they're going to do, but also you got to trust yourself to recognize, okay, what's my responsibility in this, especially when it comes to your relationships. I hope this is making sense, but group, your relationships are group projects, which means that one person is not responsible for doing everything to make sure that the group project gets done, aka that the relationship stays healthy, Okay. If somebody keeps falling short in the project or their responsibilities and you guys communicated who's doing what, what the work is and everything like this. And again, apply all relationships, not just romantic partnerships. Okay. If it always seems like you are the one that's doing the work to try to sustain this relationship in this group project, AKA, then you now have to ask yourself, do we have to revisit responsibilities 
or do I have to find another partner or do I work alone instead? Right. Do I ask the, do I ask the teacher, (laughs) Hey, can I work alone? Um, because I don't, I don't necessarily trust that working with this person is going to, um, produce an effective outcome or, you know, I don't want to compromise my grade. And the goal is to not make somebody do anything, right? We can't make people do anything that they don't want to do, nor should we. Your relationship should not be forced made. Okay. Your relationship should not be, um, a forced hand or twist of somebody's arm. And the only time somebody shows up is when they're afraid that, you know, their again, their grade is going to be deducted or, you know, their image or the perception of them is going to be now scrutinized. Right. Because that lets us know that, all right, cool. You have the capacity to be present, but you just, you're not present when it matters to someone other than you. It only matters to you when you run the risk of losing something, but it doesn't matter to you throughout the duration of the project, aka the relationship, right? And if you are a do-it-all, right, you got to ask yourself, why is that? Okay, why am I around so many people that I can't rely on? (laughs) Okay. Why do I keep sustaining relationships with people I can't rely on? Because now it becomes a question of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Or self-sabotage, right? Self-serving bias. If I'm always around people that I know are not going to show up for me, then that reinforces the idea that I don't have people around me to show up for me. And I keep recreating that cycle, right? And then it kind of reinforces this idea that I always have to do things alone. Because I'm creating (laughs) relationships with people who remind me that I have to do things alone. Stop seeking out people that reinforce the thing that you don't want, the thing that you are afraid of. Okay, stop putting yourself back into that environment. All right? Because sometimes it is like a self-fulfilling thing. See, I got to do everything on my own. I always have to do everything on my own. I always got to do this. Well, it's like, well, why do you keep doing that? (laughs) You keep doing everything on your own because you keep making sure you have to do everything on your own. Who am I cultivating relationships with? Right? And sometimes we seek out selfish people because that's what we're used to. And we continue those relationships with those people, people who show us how selfish they are and that we're not really a priority for them. Something to think about. Yeah. All right. And uh, there's this concept how do I explain this? There's this concept where, you know, people go around and it, it kind of lays into the same thing where some when people go around and saying, oh, yeah, I'll never trust again. Or, you know, I play my cards close. I don't let anybody too close or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, they have the expectation that other people are just supposed to welcome them with open arms or, you know, trust them completely because they're a trustworthy person. If you're going out into the world with this idea that you can't trust anybody, then it's fair game right? It's fair game. Someone doesn't have to trust you back. 
right? And if you're going out into the world saying that, oh yeah, I'm gonna play my cards close. I keep people at a distance. I'm never letting anybody else too close. Then what's the point of you trying to sustain relationships or cultivating relationships? So you're seeking a need that you're not willing to provide, right? Group project. You're expecting somebody else to do all the work for you while you don't do any work yourself. Because what I understood is this, everybody's gone through something, okay? Some people may have gone through a different thing, right? The worst somebody may have experienced is that somebody got their Starbucks order wrong. (laughs) And that's catastrophic for them. That's their level of stress. Why? Because they probably haven't been through much in life and that was the tipping point for them. Other people may have gone through absolute hell. So therefore their tolerance for a lot of things may be a lot higher. Right. But what I found is that if we look at the two dynamics between those kind of people, the person who has been through hell seems to know what it takes and they keep going through it versus the person who gets the wrong coffee stops. And in the group project it's the person that's usually gone through a lot that's willing to do a lot more to sustain a relationship versus the person who hasn't been through much. So they don't feel like they need to do much and everybody else has to do more to work to sustain the relationship with them. Is this all making sense? So when we talk about our past experiences, our trauma, our behavior, it's like this. Respect and honor and and acknowledgement goes to the person who has been through things, willing to work through their stuff to create the safety necessary in a relationship that may they may not have received, but they're also working to offer, right? That's respect right there versus the person that's like, oh yeah, I, you know, I've been through these things. I'm never going to trust again, but I do have the expectation that you're emotionally available. You're all these things for me, right? But I don't have to give these things back to you in return, nor should you expect it. Why? Because I've been through so much. Everybody's been through things. Everybody's been through things. And if you constantly use that idea that because you've been through stuff, you don't owe anybody anything, but you don't acknowledge the fact that somebody else may have been through a lot, maybe even a lot more than you have, and they still present themselves to the best of their ability to take care of their relationship with you, then it's possible that you don't deserve that person in your life. It's very likely you don't deserve that pos- that that person in your life. It's very likely you don't deserve to have them as your team partner, right? Team partner in life. Because if I've already been through hell, why am I going to keep going through hell with you? If I've already been through painful experiences, why am I going to keep subjecting myself to pain just to sustain a relationship and help you and try to be present in the relationship with you, trying to take care of you while you disengage and disacknowledge me or dismiss me. Relationships are group projects and we all have our, our, our responsibility. Okay, and if you're always doing the work because you fear that if you don't do the work, the other person is not going to show up, then you know what? Let that be information. That person is not your, your team partner in life. They've shown you that. They only show up when it comes time to present or when their image is being scrutinized or the, the potential to lose the relationship is now in question. They don't show up to sustain the relationship. They show up to hope to survive it. You get what I'm saying? 
if somebody only operates off of the fear of losing you versus the the uh, tenacity to keep you, they don't value you. If my driving force is that I, I'll, I'll probably lose you, so maybe I should step my game up versus, hey, let me be consistent. Let me just be intentional. Let me be thoughtful. Let me be mindful of my own stuff. So I know that I'm constantly breathing life into this relationship, this bond with my with this other person. And again, applies to all relationships, even friendships, especially friendships, right? Especially romantic partnerships. Okay. Those relationships are a choice. And we fail to realize that. Even a romantic partnership, that's a choice. Right? When we talk about priorities. A romantic partnership is a choice. And I know that because it's like you're born into life. You're not born with another person. (laughs) You kind of find that person along the way. And you make the active choice to sustain that relationship with them. Same thing with friendships. So if someone's showing us that they're not choosing to do the work within the group project that we have together, that we're partnered to do, then you know what? You're not my person. And the only reason why you felt like why it felt like you were my person is because I was doing all the work. <laughs> That's why. You know, sometimes we feel the connection in a relationship because we're the ones that are sustaining it. The connection is important to us. And people value things differently. People do value things differently. People don't value people a lot of times. Right? Or people value certain people. That's fine. But I'll tell you what, don't shame yourself for being a caring person. That's another thing too. Society kind of, you know, tries to create this space of like, oh yeah, don't care too much. Don't trust too much. For for what? Honestly. Have a level of trust when it comes to yourself. Have a level of discernment and have this willingness to walk away. And I think what the issue really is, is that a lot of people don't trust or a lot of people don't want to make uncomfortable decisions. So it's like, oh, I'd rather kind of keep my cards close and and be cold and callous to people because I'm not fragile. That's what that is. There's nothing cool about being dismissive or flippant. It just means you don't have the capacity to fully open yourself up because of how fragile you are. And that's fine. But don't go through this life shitting on other people. (laughs) If you don't have the capacity to open up, right, don't demand or expect somebody else to do it. It's a group project, okay? You show up ready to work just like you're expecting the other person to show up and ready and be ready to work, right? There's too much of this demand that the person who's more self-aware has to take on the brunt of sustaining the relationship, being empathetic, being compassionate, being all these things until somebody else decides if they're going to work in the relationship or not. That's just the thing. That's the beautiful thing about choice. We always have it. So at any given point in time, you may be moving at your own pace in your timeline of life. I have my own pace in my timeline of life. And if we are not on the same timeline in terms of how we're going to take care of this relationship or when this relationship is actually important or how important this relationship is, that's cool. Go do your thing. I could work on this project on my own, right? It's my life. (laughs) It's my life, you know, because the project will stop being about this relationship and now the project will shift to me improving my life 
and me making room for people who actually want to show up, people who treat me properly the first time. Okay, relationships are group projects. So if you're always, you know, doing everything that you can to make sure that your whole group gets an A versus the people in the group with you, making sure that they do their part to get the A. Put things down and understand the reason why you're working so hard to sustain this relationship is because a part of you already recognizes that the other person is not doing enough. And it bothers you to accept the idea that maybe this person doesn't deserve to be in my life. Or maybe I have to kind of lower my expectations, but also not just lower my expectations of this person and allow them to keep showing up in the space that they're in. Lower my expectations, but also reevaluate this relationship and where it belongs in my life. And that's the part that scares people. Think about how many times you've kind of made adjustments to your relationship and how much better you felt afterwards. Not right afterwards, because it probably felt like crap, yeah. But over time, you feel at peace, right? Because you're not going through this repetitive cycle of pain body, right? Of pain body. You know, constantly having to regulate yourself, regulate your nervous system because this person has been inconsistent and kind of thoughtless and careless when it comes to you. They operate within their own, their own, their own modality of what's important to them. And they continuously show you that they pick and choose when you're important, right? The importance of our relationship only comes when I feel like I'm losing it. The importance of our relationship only matters when I think I'm being perceived poorly. If someone only values their relationship with you when they think that they might lose you. Or if someone only cares about the relationship when they think that they might lose you, then that means that they don't value you. That means that they don't really value the relationship. And you probably value it more, which is why it's been sustained so long. But you're going to tire yourself out and you're going to burn yourself out and you will become resentful if you're constantly doing all the work for a group effort. And you have to be confident in what you do and how you show up as a person, because I, I say this so many times on, on, on podcast episodes, you can't lose out what you didn't gain. You're not losing yourself when you walk away from someone. You don't lose anything when you walk away from someone who hasn't been taking care of you properly. Someone who's left you feeling a certain way or like unprioritized or unimportant. You don't lose anything. There's an ideal that you have of that person. And the reason why it's an idea and not the reality is because you think that losing this person is going to um, affect you in a negative way. And it's not. Because this relationship hasn't really been a positive reinforcer for you. It's left you nervous, unsure, insecure, and lacking confidence, lacking a sense of safety with this person. And again, I'm talking about all relationships. One-sided relationships will eventually meet their end. Right? They will eventually meet their end because what's going to happen is you're going to get tired or that person is going to find someone else. 
But this idea of you thinking that you always have to be the one to fix, you always have to be the one to take care of everything to make sure that A happens. It's not your job, okay? And sometimes relationships will seek or will no longer seek to exist, but it doesn't mean that you failed, right? Back in school, if you guys failed a project, you know, it got it got to a point where it's like the teacher used to kind of, you know, if one person failed, everybody fails because it's, it's falls on the whole group. And that's not fair. And I think a lot has changed since then where it's like, okay, who, who, what people were making it a point to do what they were doing? Okay. So in that mindset, as long as you have the awareness that, hey, I did my best. I was intentional. I was willing to go the extra mile. I was willing to be consistent. I was willing to work on myself to create a better environment for this relationship. I was doing my homework to make sure I took care of this relationship. As long as you can say that with confidence, you didn't fail. You did not fail. Okay? Sometimes the fear of loss is just the false evidence appearing real. Because you fear losing something that you never gained, right? You fear the loss of a person who was not there or didn't really make effort to be present for you. So therefore, there's nothing to lose. You don't lose. And you have to recognize that. Sometimes we, we fear, like, if I, if I have a feeling or if I walk away from somebody, oh, it's going to make them feel bad. Well, how do you feel? How do you feel? Do you feel okay? Are you okay? Do you feel like you matter? Do you feel valued? Do you feel prioritized? Do you feel like this person makes an intentional effort? How do you feel? Focus on that. And give things a name. I feel like I don't really matter. I feel like I'm not being prioritized. And maybe you can't have that conversation with the person. You know, but let let the goal be communication and clarity. Don't rely on the goal being that, oh, this person's going to change now and care about it. No, because we can't make people care about things that they don't care about. We can't. So get that out of your head and that's going to save you a lot of heartache. I cannot make somebody care about me who has shown me that they don't value me. And my goal is to not force somebody to care about me or value me. If you've already shown me where I stand with you, all right, cool. Let me move my feet. Right? Your relationships are a group project. And you have to learn to stop trying to do all the work to sustain those relationships. If somebody is not showing up, they're not doing their part, right? Or you have to keep reminding somebody to do their part on the project and do the relationship. You know what? Make a decision to, you know what? Maybe I should just change. Maybe I should change partners. (laughs) Maybe I find different people, okay? Or maybe I kind of take care of myself 
and I do this project by myself for a little bit. It won't always be like this, but at some point in time, we have to recognize who we're relying on, right? Who we're relying on to be present. You know, in school, we weren't always allowed to pick um, our group partners. Sometimes we were, and we would pick our friends. And, you know, sometimes it turned out great with your friends, right? Because you guys are all on the same level. I'm getting to work with people that I, I enjoy, and we're going to have some fun, and we're going to make this, we're going to make it happen. But what are the dynamics, and what's the work ethic of all these people? What's the work ethic of my friends, Right? What's the work ethic of what's my work ethic? That concept doesn't change as we get older. Your relationships are a group project and you have to remind yourself of that and you have to have confidence of your work ethic and you have to have confidence that you are not responsible to do all the work for other people. That is not your job. And even if sometimes people expect you to do that because you've worked at that capacity, surprise them. This is not for me to do. I'm not responsible for sustaining this relationship on my own. You don't know how to treat me? All right, that's cool. I could work. I could work by myself. And the difference later in life as adults, we don't have to answer to anybody, right? I'm going to decide to work by myself instead, or I'm going to decide to work with somebody else. And that's fine. It's been hard for you to show up. Clearly, it's been hard for you to be present. It's been hard for you to do your part in this project, or aka this relationship. All right, cool. Don't worry about it moving forward. I got this. But I got this for me. Okay, that's the difference. If you're going to go about it alone, then stop doing the extra work for other people. Okay. And at the same time, if you are seeking community and connection with others, you have to be willing to be that. But the only difference now is you give yourself permission to recognize when relationships are not sustainable. Don't let this world turn you cold because you're trying to keep other people warm. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> that is all I got. I was trying to think of what how I was going to approach this, but I was really thinking about that concept of group projects, right? Your relationships are group projects. And again, your job will not be to do everything in that group project to make sure that everybody gets an A, a.k.a. making sure that everybody else is taken care of. And you're just kind of left out there to do all the work. No, we're not doing that anymore, y'all. Your relationships are group projects. And if somebody is not showing up to do their load of the work, all right, cool. I can do this project on my own. I've been doing the work, right? I have the ability to function at this capacity, but now I'm going to do it for myself versus doing it for everybody else, right? You don't get the benefits of this relationship if you don't make it a point to sustain it. Life is short.
Life is very short. It's very short, actually. It's very short. It's a miracle that we wake up every day. So think about that. And think about what do you spend your time and days on? Who? And who's investing in you like you matter, right? Who invests in you like you matter in that like tomorrow isn't promised? Who is doing right by you now? And how are you taking care of other people? And be honest with yourself, because I'm pretty sure everybody that's listening is going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I do everything for everybody. Well, stop it. (laughs) And then do you actually do everything for everybody? Because there are some people who don't. There are some people who don't show up. And they have all the reasons in the world why they don't show up. All right, cool. If you have all these reasons for why you cannot show up and be present in this relationship, what that's telling me is that I do not need to have this relationship. This relationship is not sustainable. Okay. Coaching is available. Link in bio. Accepting new clients. If you're down to get down for the get down. <laughs> Patreon supporters. Apple subscribers. Shout out to you guys. All the love. If you want to become one or the other. Link is also in the bio. Um, I was going to say I lost my train of thought. Uh, you get bonus content. <laughs> bonus content. Ad free episodes. Uh, and early access to these episodes. And um, I think that's it for now, huh? I really do think that's it. But that's all I got for you guys. I hope you guys take care of yourselves this week. And I hope you guys think about your group projects this week, okay? Um, Take care of yourselves, yeah? Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And make sure the people around you are taking care of you too. Take flight.